Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Kelly. And you're listening to ODFM. This episode is One Distaste from Murder. I was inspired by my trip to California and wanted to to do something from a place we'd stayed. Okay. I looked at all sorts of different things. I thought about Alcatraz because we could see the island. I didn't get to go on there. So I was thinking of doing one of those, but I was like, oh, those are so well known. And then we stayed in Napa. And I was like, has anything, you know, you never hear about Napa. Right. No, it's too nice. Things don't, things, bad things don't happen there. It does. So so that's what happened here. So in Napa, the heart of California's wine country, everybody wants a slice of that idyllic life as a winemaker in the center of a vineyard with views of rolling hills and the perfect weather Napa offers year round, which it is. It's like always, it was high 60s maybe there. It was perfect. I know. Where do we, when do we go? When do we leave? I know. I mean, you, you know, most houses are like 4 million for a tiny little, yeah, but. You know, minor technicality. Yeah, <laughs> we can get around it. We I make, will, we'll work out the details later. Yeah, we make you know. eighteen dollars a month on the podcast. I mean, I think we should be able to do this <laughs> total. Total. <laughs> Rolling in it. Rolling, dude. We're banging. Okay, so Wall Street guys, rock stars, movie producers, tech tycoons, and the like are always attempting their own wineries in the area. So they see the glamorous side without understanding the hard work and elbow grease. It goes along with the know-how to make it work for real. You don't just walk up to the vines and like squeeze a grape into a glass and you're like, (laughs) best wine ever. (laughs) You know, no, no. No, there's a little more to it. There's a little more to it. There's, there's some chemistry. There's some chemistry. Oh, I know. Some farming. I know it's a lot. Plus it's an extremely tough business to break into without a lot of financial backing to get it rolling. I mean, start investing your $18 or half of your (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't start holding your breath for the odfm wine line that's not <laughs> that's, that's not, not gonna happen dang it because it'd be so great it would but it's mm, yeah it's, it's not happening with that's with that's a closer drop to of season, blood season 52 yeah. <laughs> we're a little ways from there <laughs> we got a ways to go and so up there there is a lot of deals made with the word is my bond style of contracts because you're usually dealing with people with pretty big names and a oh, lot of money okay. So they're uh, all like, oh, I can trust you because you're just as rich as me. God, you mean people make contracts just based on I'm good for it because you know my name? I, I cannot relate to this <laughs> Not at, at all. all. No. They're like, I'm going to need your name, your mother's name, your father's name, your social security, your firstborn. Your- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and your arm and your leg. Yeah, something exactly. else. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk finances. Yeah. Well, then <laughs> we'll look at what we got. But otherwise, right, we'll see what we can offer we're you. not going to talk what? to you. Right. So in 2011, Robert Dahl, it's D-A-H-L. So he's ready to join the grape race. Do you see what I did there? The grape race. And make his mark on the wine world. He left his glamorous job of mold removal (laughs) in Minnesota. It was hard to give that up. (laughs) No. God, mold mold removal or become a wine entrepreneur. He he, he thought that went over for about 30 seconds. So he decides to become a wine entrepreneur in the Napa Valley. And it's a natural progression too. Right. Mold. Mold to wine. Fermenting. You know, know, there is a process. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's it. It's the natural progression of his career. (laughs) 
This guy, Robert, had a booming voice and a really strong presence. He's like one of those people you go to the restaurant and everybody turns around when they walk in because they're super loud and they're flamboyant. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is this is that guy. So initially, Robert was in the business of buying and selling grapes, which I didn't realize you could do. I didn't know that was a big thing. I mean, I thought that was a farmer going to market, but okay. it's different. Apparently, that's a way of saying that he's in the lower end of the wine business. So he's not okay. he's not making fine wines. This guy, you know, like how they show you on cartoons where like the guy's like wearing the overcoat and he's like, "You want to buy some like Rolexes?" And he like, <laughs> "Is he doing that?" But like he's got grapes coming out yeah. of his pockets. Yeah, kind of like that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got some cabs. Right. I got some- <laughs> so yeah, he's not making fine wines. He's bottling no name wine, making what they call shiners. I'd never heard of that before. I thought a shiner was a black guy, but yeah. no. I wonder if it's related to moonshiners. I wonder too. Maybe that's where the origin of it was. So they said a shiner is a bottle that doesn't have a label. So you can sell it to any company to put their label on it. Oh. Yeah. Why would the company want to do that? I mean, you don't know what's in there. What if it tastes like shit? I know. What if it tastes like shit? I know. (laughs) I know. You better try it. We could probably put an ODFM label on that. We could probably slap that on. (laughs) Totally. We could do that. Easily do that. That would be easy. We could right, do that. closer to like season twenty. Like, yeah, <laughs> we can afford one bottle. <laughs> It'll be worth a million dollars. But they apparently, with this, what he was doing, he was such an incredible salesman that he could sell just about anything to even the most resistant customer. So it might have sucked. Might have really wow. sucked, but he could sell it to you. So basically, yeah. So basically, one person said the wine wasn't that good, but since he was such a great salesman, he's able to do okay at it. Wow. I know. So he's just one of those Impressive. really charismatic, good people. One person said he had a good line of BS, which was fine and made him funnier. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can relate. <laughs> I probably would like him. <laughs> he was a charming person that had a personality that worked well for the business. And Robert had moved to Napa Valley with his wife and three children. So it's not just him. Okay. Everyone thought his wife was super sweet and the kids were awesome, just like their parents. So seems like a great family. Yeah, seems like a this great is start. all good. I don't like where this is headed. I know. Why are we in a murder podcast? Within a couple of years of starting his bottling business, Robert was becoming quite successful and he liked to show it. Show it. He was one of oh, those. Mm-hmm. Okay. He even showed up at his friend Miles' house with... $10,000 in cash and told them, hey, man, remember that Harley you wanted? We're going to go buy that and you can pay me back in the next few months or whatever. Let's just go. I was like, wow, I need friends like this. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't have friends like that. I also no. know that the friends that I do have would realize that I would not be able to pay back the 10 grand. <laughs> and they're like, in a few months. <laughs> yeah, in a few months. What no. do you mean by few? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking 12, right, exactly. 36 maybe. But Robert was never concerned about all his spending. He knew he had the drive to make it back because he was such a good salesman. In 2011, Robert took the big step towards his dream of making it big in the wine industry. So this is kind of as soon as he moved there. He connected with the prince of wine country, Dominic Fopoli. I have not heard of this prince. No, no. (laughs) I have not heard of this prince. I was like, there's a prince? He's not a handsome prince. Oh, yeah. So that's why we haven't heard of him. That's if he was good looking, we would have heard yeah, of him already. Probably. Probably. No, he's not bad. He's just not not a Disney prince. Ah, okay. At this time, Dominic had met up with some people from Asia 
who are wanting to import California wines. Dominic was young and didn't yet have his own personal vineyard, and he needed more product. The reason he was like big was because his family had been there for generations making wine, Ah, but he wanted his own winery. Okay. He couldn't package wine fast enough because he didn't have his own production facility and meeting up with Robert couldn't have been better timing because we know Robert bottles. Yes. So Robert's still green in the industry, but he's willing to work his tail off to make the business successful. So Dominic said Robert was such a dynamic personality that you couldn't help but like him and trust him. And over the next year, the two became very close friends. They'd go out to dinner, hang out, and as a friend, Dominic said Robert was always there for him. He could text him anytime during the day or night, and Robert would get back to him right away, like always super dependable. They're besties. They're besties. That's so sweet. Even It doesn't matter how best my friend is, though. I got my phone on silent. So <laughs> at a certain time, you're like, <laughs> so leave we're a friends, but not after midnight. <laughs> Sorry. Between midnight and 5 a.m. <laughs> exactly. You're cut off. I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to move your crisis to a better time for me. <laughs> yes, please, bitches. <laughs> okay, but that's not how Robert is. So I guess he likes him. So the two partners are hitting it off and business is good. One day, Robert comes to Dominic and says, dude, what if we buy our own vineyard? Let's make it to the next step, not just bottling. So there's a place up in Dominic's neck of the woods where he lives for sale. What better timing? So yeah, Dominic, right? okay. so they meet and look at the stunning view in the vineyards. And an hour after sitting down while drinking a bottle of wine, of course, of course, Dominic says, you know what? I'm in. Let's do it. The money. So Dominic put everything on the line to invest in the property, Ooh. even his own home. Ooh. I'm sure his wife was thrilled. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he was married yet. Yeah. So he's a single oh, okay. young guy. But, okay, that's better. Because if it were me, I'd be like, you did what now? Yeah, um, <laughs> you should talk to me maybe first. But Dominic was the one who put all his money in. And he told Robert, this is something I'm going to do. And I have to go all in. And I need you to be on, all in too. And Robert's like, you know what? I got you. <laughs> Your face is great. You're like, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't like where this is at. Don't put your life savings <laughs> into it. It's grapes, man. It's, it's grapes. grapes, dude. <laughs> Grapes go sour. Grapes. Having known Robert and his work ethic and their close friendship, he didn't think it'd be much of a stretch for Robert to do all the hard work and make it happen. He seemed like a talented businessman. So Dominic just, just assumed it would be a little side project for Robert. He had no doubt that Robert was already doing well for himself because, I mean, he was buying all these things, getting a great house. Of course. He had kids and a wife. And I mean, you know, fake it till you make it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it works for some for a while. Mm-hmm. But almost as soon as the vineyard deal with Dominic was closed, Robert was looking for the next big thing. Dude, you your big thing is right there. I know it's right there. Yeah, and you got a big thing, right? That's what she said. <laughs> apparently, never fails. Never never fails. fails. I mean, the opportunity knocks. You got to right. take it. But apparently, sharing ownership of a vineyard just wasn't enough for him. He wanted to be the boss. Oh, but to do that, Robert needed investors, which meant new partners. He found the man he was looking for, a man with connections to Hollywood and a gym bag full of money. A gym bag a full gym of money. Bag. Not a not a briefcase. No. We're talking more money. So Hey, hey, hey. You know how we've told you about becoming a fan on Patreon? 
yeah, you need to do it. The reason is we have a lot of mini-sodes coming out, a lot of extra bonus content, and your monthly support helps us keep going and doing the things we love, which is researching murder and talking about it and telling you about it. So if you're ready, go to patreon.com slash ODFM podcast to get started. Director and screenwriter Jonathan Kesselman was shooting the wedding film to a comedy movie called Jimmy Westwood, American Hero. Westwood instead of Westwood. The W's, the V's are in, yeah, American has a K instead of a C. It's supposed to be a comedy. And it's starring Maz Jobrani. Don't know who that is. I, I keep picturing like Deuce Bigelow, male j- Gigolo, like like that kind of quality, yeah. but like but way with even lower. less. <laughs> way <laughs> that at quality. least had a, a name to it, like right? Oh yeah. God. So, but the guy, the director, Jonathan, he claims it's a very funny film. I, I haven't bet checked it, is. it out or heard anything, so I can't okay. speak to it, but. During the filming, one of the extras in the movie began a conversation with Jonathan. He said his name was Emad, E-M-A-D, Emad, and he was an investor in the film. So the two hit it off and they chatted for a while in between scenes. Oh, his last name. When they stopped laughing. When they were not in Because it was just so hilarious. I know. I know, right? Uh, Emad Toffelis. Emad Toffelis that's his name, was a young businessman from Silicon Valley, as well as being an extra in the film. Turns out that Imad was also the principal investor in it, which makes you have a an extra part in a film, apparently. Okay. I mean, like, Stan Lee makes little appearances as his film. Yeah. So I, I, I guess it's like that. I, he's known. Yeah, maybe this Imad was hoping that would happen. Right. Eventually, it's going to be just like that. Yeah. Totally, if I just keep investing. Way down the line. So he had put in about $200,000 into the movie. It's a lot of money for a name, for a movie with a name like yeah. that. Yeah, it is. It's probably all the money they used for the film. <laughs> so he and Jonathan became friends. Imad was a businessman in the tech world, and he wanted to be done with the corporate world. He was over it. He'd made a lot of money. And yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, we didn't all make a lot of money, though, but he oh, no, did. Oh, no, 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 just the over it part. No, over just it over part. it. Yes, he did. And he wanted to explore new career pathways and especially things that he was passionate about, which wouldn't we all? That'd be amazing. It was very not funny comedy movies and wine. Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why he found it so funny. He drinks a lot oh, of wine. Oh, that could be. So, yes, one of his passions was film. The other was wine, as you said. You're right. Emod invited Jonathan and his wife to his lavish home near wine country. Jonathan suggests they go wine tasting, and Emod left Jonathan and his wife. Oh, no, left. I don't think he left him. He let Jonathan <laughs> and his wife use his own bedroom to stay out, which I thought was weird. That's, like, if you are got a luxury house, you probably have more than weird. one bedroom. You probably have more than one bedroom. And then, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, It'd like, be, I'd be uncomfortable. I couldn't do it. I know. So Jonathan said the bedroom was like super flashy and it had one of those TVs in the mirror that you see at some, <laughs> some hotels, you know? Oh, God. I know. That, that. that I don't yeah. expect it in someone's home. I know. It's just weird. I don't know. But maybe it's cool. Uh, yeah, whatever. I have better things to do, like listen to podcasts while I get ready. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Emod had more than just an interest in wine. It was his driving ambition. 
in fact. So in 2011, Imad had gotten to know Robert Dahl, and they had discussed at length about their dreams of making it in the wine business. Okay. Robert told Imad that if he invested with him, with Robert, that the return on his investment would be big, and if he invested in cash, they would be able to get better deals. <laughs> you roll your eyes, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Skeptical. Uh, a little bit. That's good. You should mm. be. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, Emod gave Robert $800,000 in cash in a gym bag. Shit, a gym bag? A gym bag. Did like a trunk of a car. I well, know. They, he probably didn't do 10s and 20s like that other story. Right. It was probably <laughs> in large bills. <laughs> Not like. Probably. And like, with singles, right? And mm, one, one, two, <laughs> This is going to take three. a while. Oh, I have a bag of change, too. <laughs> right. Hold on. Yeah. Don't look, I got, I got Eight thousand in pennies, right over here. Hold on. <laughs> Would you like to count them? No, oh, no. God. I'll trust you. I'll just take it. So he jumped all the way into business with Robert without hesitation at all. Oh boy. Yeah, Robert is just one of these dynamic people that can convince you of anything. Shortly after he'd gotten into business with Dominic, Robert, I'm talking about the partnership had ended. Robert okay. had wanted his own thing, and he wanted his name on the bottle of wines. He didn't want to be making those wines that he bottled label-less for other people. Oh, okay. So he wanted to make a lasting impression on the wine industry. Emod invested in total $1.2 million to help launch Doll Vineyards, where he could have a hand in wine, his passion, which he thought, you know what? I got the money. Why not? If I had that money and I was investing, my yeah. effing name is going to be on that bottle too. Right. I'm just saying. He's investing all the money. I know, right. I, I guess Robert's doing all the work, but this guy's investing all the money. So, you know. Okay. And so Doll Vineyards was a go and it was doing well. They had bought land. They had bought a vineyard. It was gorgeous. They're doing well. They're Is making there wine. wine any good? There's wine. <laughs> and it sounds like it's, it's a hit. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. And Robert was able to repay Emod part of his money back fairly quickly. Oh. Oh. So it seemed like everything Robert laid his hands on turned to gold. He's and he's on his way to becoming like Napa's force. I've heard this fairy tale. I know this yes. with the gold and the oh, Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people said he oozed confidence like no one they'd ever met. And he was just like I don't know what that's like. It sounds gross. <laughs> I know. Stop oozing you're, you're your confidence. Oozing, you're oozing. You're oozing my way. Can you, it's, can you blot you're oozing. <laughs> your confidence. You're oozing is your oozing. confidence. <laughs> so gross (laughs) put your confidence away what is that it's my confidence i'm sorry i can't say anything about it i'm sorry (laughs) i'm amazing what can i do (laughs) that same year robert started up another brand new business dude focus dude yeah chill out for a minute wow he's like i'm gonna open a winery oh squirrel like like, come on man absolutely especially focus uh, things like don't take pennies. I mean, these are right. Like maybe, maybe pay a little bit of attention. So he starts this new business with a Napa couple named Francine and Greg Niddle. Niddle-loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Are you envisioning nipples? No. So the couple had been pursuing their life's passion in Napa for years. 
Francine was an artist and Greg had a construction business that built some of the area's most beautiful homes and even tasting rooms. Oh. They're living a pretty good life and doing things they loved in the area of their dreams. They loved living there. And when they met Robert, they too were taken by his charisma and business sense. Mm, and the oozing. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> he's oozing. He oozed so onto them. Yes. Mm. Some of your confidence got onto my shirt. Ew. Just... Can you get that off? So he seemed like the perfect entrepreneur to partner with since he'd already racked up a good level of success in such a short time. You know, it looks like he's great. Robert and the niddles started a craft brew beer. Well, nope. They started a craft beer brewery that created fancy handcrafted beers. Okay. Which seemed weird to me in Napa area, but, you know, I guess people don't, not everybody likes wine. Right. And so then they did the beer. Although I think, I don't know a lot about it, but I think the process is very different. Way different. Way different. So. Yeah, yeah I don't know, but whatever. They just figured alcohol is alcohol and they're just like, we're going to wing it. Like, I- yeah, we're gonna, yeah, once again, let's just wing this shit. <laughs> right. But Greg made a great partner for Robert as his construction company built the brewery. Yeah, he makes a lot of good partners for a very short period of time. Yeah, exactly. So Robert had promised the Niddles a reputable brewery that they'd be able to hand down to their kids to create their livelihood with someday. So that was their dream, like something we can hand down to the kids that they can take over. And the business opened and it was off to a good start. So they added on a brew pub. So they were brewing their beer and they're like, hey, this is going pretty good. People are liking it. Let's add a pub. Okay. Their beer quickly became popular and the pub was always packed. So in just a few months, it seemed like Robert's magic once again rained down on anyone he worked with. So it seems great. The Niddles soon became friends with Robert and his wife and they got really close and they did everything together. As friends and him and his besties, what he's got a lot of besties. I know, and Robert loved living the high life and the prestige that went along with it. And it seemed, you know, nothing can go wrong. This is so great. Do you own a small business or make cool and unusual handcrafted items? We love artists and small business owners, and we would be stoked to help you get the word out about yours. Consider advertising with us through this podcast. It's super affordable, and our podcast reaches every corner of the U.S. and even worldwide. To find out more, visit odfmpodcast.com and click on the Advertise With Us link. Let's get your creativity into the hands of people who would love it. Let's hear more about... Oh, Robert. Robert and his poor decision-making skills. All right. Okay. So remember Dominic, Robert's first partner in line? His first bestie. Yes, his first bestie. His his middle school bestie that he ditched for his junior high bestie. Yeah. And high school. And you know how it goes when that goes down. Uh Uh-huh. Not good. Mm -mm. So, well, here's what happened. Dear God. Here we go. (laughs) Dear God. Dominic... (laughs) had been running the winery the whole time and Robert had been doing the books during their little stint together. Well, they were selling tons of wine, but somehow there just wasn't enough money to keep paying their bills. Hmm. So Dominic's like, what the hell? Where's all the money going? Yeah, I'm not good with books, but I'm pretty sure that that should, yeah. 
you should see some money from it. So that question right. wouldn't just be one Dominic alone would be asking. You said that I, I heard of one Dominic. Is it one Dominic for murder? I'm like, oh, oh one Dominic. <laughs> one Dominic. Oh, that could have been. Well, no, I couldn't. Have. Eh, kind of. But when you said that, I was like, what? what, what one Dominic, Dominic for murder? Where? Who? All you have to do is say the word one and Before any a D word, word that begins with mm-hmm. a D. Yep. And I'm like, that's what, hilarious. what are you talking about? Yeah, that's me too. And I start to I've be like, oh, that's a good one. I can, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can use, use that. that. So Dominic got a call from his lender saying they were starting foreclosure proceedings on the winery. Uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty far down. That's yeah, pretty far gone. Yep. So Dominic calls Robert and he's like in a panic. And Robert's response was, eh, "Don't worry about that. I've got it all covered." Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. me worried. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Dominic's like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" And he goes ballistic. His entire life savings. Not to mention right. his reputation, which is like gold in that area. Like right. we had talked about the deals by word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah, no. Don't mess this up. It's me. all on the line. So he had to figure a way out and and to get business away from Robert, basically. He's like, I don't trust this guy anymore. That's Something is wrong. So he gathered his family and friends and they all agreed to basically buy Robert out of the picture. Oh. So Dominic took control over the vineyard, but he had to pay Robert to go away. Like they paid him for his part of, I mean, Robert didn't invest in anything anyway. He was just doing the work, but. And then he like messes it up and then he has to pay to get rid of him to get rid of him. Just to go back and fix it. Yes. And getting rid of him doesn't fix it. It just gets rid of him. It just gets rid of him out of the picture. He gets screwed. Yes. So Dominic's like crushed and he had brought Robert into his family and his friends who had opened their arms to him and entrusted him. Because I let you borrow Dominic my bed. Did. Yeah. <laughs> that was, nope. that was a different oh, guy. That was the other yeah. guy. Okay. Right. But still I'd be like, dude, seriously, dude, I let you sleep in my bed with your, with your wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he wasn't the only one Robert burned. He had left a trail of ashes wherever he went. So it wasn't just gold. He's leaving, you know, mm. One winemaker named Steve Birch worked for Robert back when Robert looked like he was going to be the golden boy of wine country. Steve introduced Robert to celebrities even. The two even bottled sangria for Adam Carolla called Mangria. (laughs) I wouldn't want to drink it. It makes me think of a guy that dipped his balls in some sangria. Exactly. I... Just the name alone, I'm like, nope, not not touching that. Yeah. Steve said they made a little money from it, but he knows there was a significant payment that Adam was supposed to receive for it, but never did. So it kept happening. Are they sure it's not just because they named it Mangria? I mean, I I wouldn't buy it, but you know, but it kept happening with other celebrities as well. And this is like, this guy's good name. You know, he's the one with all the celebrities. So it's like. Yeah, now you can't trust Steve. (sighs) So they'd bottle the wine, sales would be good, but somehow the celebs wouldn't get paid. And then there's Steve himself. He left his partnership with Robert, owing him well over $10,000 that Robert owed him. And this guy is quite a lot because he wasn't as wealthy as a lot of others. So to me, that seems like a lot, too. That's right. Yeah. I'd be like, I got to get that bitch to give me back my 20 to bucks. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I, need, I need a pair of socks. No, exactly. Shit. Uh, so the same thing happened with an electrician friend of Robert's. Oh, my God. I mean, he dude. doesn't have any qualms about who he does this to. Oh. Like, yeah, you're my friend. That's okay. So he owes this guy 
$15,000, but never paid. And then there was the little, little, little. There were the Niddles, the couple with the brewery. Just a few months after the debut of their brewery, the business started slipping. So it turns out that Robert stopped the brewery from making its own beer and started buying kegs from someone else. No. <laughs> so you can't be a brewery and serve someone else's beer without serving your own. And then you're a tap house. I mean, you're, oh my you're not God, a brewery. That's not a, right. That's, oh. um, so it's pretty obvious the beer wasn't craft brew. Like people could tell. So someone points out the discrepancy to Robert and Robert flipped out because he'd been found out. It wasn't you know, like, yeah, right. Yeah. So the Niddles weren't privy, privy to what Robert was up to. They were shocked when seemingly out of nowhere, Robert tells them, you know what? We're going to shut down the brew pub. And <laughs> the Niddles are like, what? Um, we thought it was going well. They yeah. must have physically not been at the site. You know, he left it to him. Right. They invested and he was supposed to run it. So the Niddles lost not only $250,000 of their own money, but they had encouraged friends to invest with Robert too. Shit, he's ruining everyone's relationships. Everybody's. Yeah. And reputations, which there is a huge thing. Once again, you know, your reputation is everything in Wineland. Oh, in Wineland. I was going to say, I don't think I have one. So <laughs> I don't think. That, I don't. Oh, yes, you do. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. No. Not one that gets me free money. Right. This is true. <laughs> Mine either. Mine right. gets me people angry at me. So I, I <laughs> need to hold my tongue a little better. But by 2014, Doll Vineyard seemed to be taking off and Robert and Emod were living the dream. So Robert was running the business, which we know we've seen how that goes. Yeah, he does real good with that. <clears throat> yeah. And Emod was providing the money, but like grapes when picked too early, Robert's partnerships tended to sour. Did you like that? It was good. I did. I went there. That I was, was very nice. Thank very you. Nice. I was like doing one of the 48 hours episodes where they, <laughs> they do those stupid little. Right. The, their little. Almost. Uh, yeah. Yes. Or like um, in Law and Order when uh, Jerry Orbach was on it and he would always do like the, at the very opening when they'd find somebody. Yes. And yes. He'd do those cheesy lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh picture. my God. Yeah. I can even hear his voice in my mind. I know. Right. Emod thought he'd invested more than $1 million into the vineyard, but instead Robert diverted the cash, spending it on his own extravagant lifestyle. No, no, you can't do that. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's nope. not mm-hmm. how that works. He had stopped paying back any money he had borrowed for any of his ventures. So when Emod became aware of this, he's furious, as Duh. you can imagine. Yeah. So he calls his lawyer and he's like, we are getting this money back. I don't care what we have to do. So he even hired a Napa private investigator to find out everything he could about Robert. And he amassed a pile of info on him. Oh, crap. Turns out Robert had a pile of liens against him from the past as well. Yeah. Oh, he is a disaster. He's he's a mess. Turns out Robert had theft charges against him in Minnesota. And he was actually convicted of theft by swindle. I did not oh, know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. He's a I didn't swindler. Know swindle was a like legal a legal term. term. <laughs> yeah, that's you've been swindled. I thought that was only in like fairy tales and like cartoons. Right? Doesn't sound weird. I know. Okay. So it seemed Robert hadn't left Minnesota only to pursue his passion for wine. He was also trying wrong, to yo. yeah leave behind a sour <laughs> reputation. Mm-hmm. You did not do sour. I did. I threw sour in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. 
So in 2014, reporter, you'll like this name, Lou Perdue. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't drink it. I know. I was like, oh, I, I better had, say it quick. I had glass to mouth. <laughs> we were very close to a disaster. And so this reporter, Lou Perdue, had begun to uncover the slimy antics of Robert Dahl in Napa Valley. And he had started writing a blog about it. Ooh. Robert Dahl finds this blog. Ooh. And he responds on the blog. His ranting, when printed out page after page after page, measured 26 feet long <laughs> this guy printed it out and he's like look at this i watched it on a show and it, 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 he's like i've measured this it's 26 feet long of this guy just ran any topic that i could talk on for that long for yeah 26 feet i don't even know how many pages I that is but that's insane it's it's like jumping at ramsey's <laughs> but, it's a note. It's yes the, yes it's the never, the never ending note. that was terrible i shouldn't have said that but Oh my God, 26. But Robert was being sued and it seemed like he had lost his reputation once again. Oh, his reputation is done. Oh, dude, you are done. It's over. Imad and his attorney devised a way to take Robert to court and hammer him into paying up. It was to file a lawsuit in Napa to basically get control of the collateral and make sure nothing disappeared. Okay. So this is stuff like wine tanks, winemaking equipment, and all of that kind of stuff. Every little bit because he would be able to get some money back for it. So they went for that, but all the Napa court could do initially was file an injunction against Robert saying he couldn't sell inventory, which should also belong to Emod anyway, since he invested everything into the business. Okay. But, I mean, they're just telling him, don't do that. I mean. Right, exactly. Okay, thanks. So Emod seemed to be making headway in court, but Robert's doing everything he could to secretly sell off the equipment and he was moving things like a crooked in the night, like doing it in the middle of the night, literally. Oh, nice. So without a business to operate, Robert's lawyers are like, yo, he's in no position to make any money. They said it just like, that. yo, he's in no position to make any money, yo. Every lawyer I know talks like that. Right? So. <laughs> right. They're so ghetto. So, you know, he can't pay off his debts he owes to Emod or anyone else because he, he can't work because you guys said he can't. Well, yeah, his hands are tied. I mean. Yes, poor guy. Don't you feel bad? horrible for him. On March 16th, 2015, surprisingly, there seemed to be a breakthrough and it looked like Emod might get more of his money back. The lawyers were able to strike out a deal with Emod and Robert and they were supposed to meet just Robert and Emod to hammer out this agreement. In a dark alley? No. This sounds not good. I, I know. Like I know, right? It kind of seems weird. But at the vineyard, Emod and Robert sit down to talk and they conference in their lawyers. And the men had made an agreement on what was supposed to be paid to Emod together. Okay. And everybody was like, calm. And the lawyers are like, whoa, this is crazy because it hadn't been this calm, you know? Right, yeah. So the lawyers are all like a little surprised, but it, it had been so contentious before. They're like, well, maybe they both so just now we're at all that adults. point. Okay. Um... But then right after that, Robert speaks up and he's like, you know what? I don't give a shit what you guys all negotiated. This is my offer. And he tells him several hundred thousand less than what he had previously agreed to. <laughs> so both lawyers are like, okay, you guys need to talk a little bit more. Call us back after you come to a new agreement, oh, which boy. doesn't seem like, why are, are lawyers yeah, doing their job? To, yeah. Don't they mediate? What? Are, yeah. I know. I don't know why they handled it that way, but so instead of coming to an agreement, all hell breaks loose. There's a burst of gunfire. The men Where did the guns come from? I know. I know. <laughs> 
So <laughs> burst of gunfire, the men come tumbling out of the barn they're meeting in. I mean, this isn't just a barn. It's beautiful. Wait till you see it. They come tumbling out. One of the men has a gun and he's firing. The other man's wounded, running for his life through the grapevines. Gunshots continue as one man hunts down the other. So this oh is still God. those two. Head the for one, the grapes. I know. Well, yeah. The one being hunted down desperately Shit. dials 911 as he's running. Even oh though God. he's been shot, Shooter realizes he can't catch his prey. So he goes back to the winery, gets in the car, hoping to cut off the victim as he runs out of the vineyard. So oh, the victim sh- is running down the grapevines, like oh running down God. in between them. Oh, so he's running and tries to get to the end of the vineyard. And just as he gets to the edge of the grapevine that he's running down, he's he's on the phone with 911 and he's like, yeah, I can see the deputies. They're arriving right now. But just as the last second, as he's stepping out of the vines, oh Shooter comes jumping out of his car <gasps> and shoots the victim in the head, killing him just oh. as the police get there. Emad Tophilis lay on the ground at the edge of his literal field of dreams, oh. murdered by Robert Dahl. Imad was 48. Talk about having witnesses. I mean, literally the police and 911 were there. We're there listening to it all. How could he possibly have any kind of defense? So, yeah. So at this point, Robert knows it's all over and he can't talk his way out of this one. So, no. yeah, like you said, the cops witnessed it. There's no so, oozing. They can nope, there's this. no oozing. <laughs> so he gets back in his car, drives up a treacherous road. I mean, <laughs> when they said treacherous, I was like, what? What? So I see the road. It's basically not a road. It's ruts in the ground into grass and stuff. So he's driving on this really, really rough road, leading the police on a police chase. And as almost as the police are on top of him, turns the gun on himself and kills himself. (gasps) I know it's hard to say. Well, I think it's easy to say, but stuff I was reading like, oh, it's hard to say if Robert goes into the meeting with Emod planning to kill him. And I'm like, I don't know. So he brings he brought a, a gun. Yeah, he brought a gun to the meeting, which he's a convicted felon. <gasps> oh, shit. He's not allowed to have one. And at that final meeting, he had brought a document along. And I'll have to find the printout because it's like, this is ridiculous. That said, he wanted Emod to sign this. And it, it it's really freaking weird. Like, it's a manifesto basically saying that Emod was trying to ruin his life. And it's supposed to be like a confession from Emod. That all of this is a hoax and, you know, it's all his fault. And Robert has nothing to be blamed for. You, you know, we'll let him go, not not take any of his money. Do you think he was going to hold him at gunpoint and get him to sign yes. this? That is exactly <gasps> what his plan Dude. was. He should have stuck to the oozing. This is not should his have, forte. This was not mm-hmm. good. So, And he might have been planning on going other after other former investors as well that were trying to sue him. Because in his car, he also had duct tape flex cuffs, tarp, gloves, and more than 750 rounds of ammo. Whoa! Along with a magnetic gun holder that goes on your car so you can hide a gun. Yeah, it was totally innocent. It was completely, it was just a misunderstanding. So I think he was going to have one probably for each investor that he's going to go, okay, you guys need to sign this. And then every single one of them was going to be like, every single one. He's got this murder kit, basically. So yeah, he's got a murder kit in the trunk. Police think he's trying to figure out how to kill the people that brought him down or get them to. Oh, no, no, he's fine. Yeah. Many assumed they were on that kill list once they heard about what happened, including the private eye who had pulled up all the dirt on him. Well, yeah, that'd be, I would think, 
his number one target. All right. Her name was Don King. <laughs> oh, Don or Dawn? <laughs> Dawn. Like with oh, the okay. W. But, I was like, yeah. Don King. <laughs> Don King. Out in, <laughs> out in the West, we say it the same. But yes, I remember um, I had a friend from <laughs> from New Jersey that always said Dawn. And I was Dawn. always like, Dawn, who What's are you talking Dawn? about? No, Dawn is the girl's name. And I was like, oh, but, okay. Because out here we say it the same. So Right. Okay. which would be amazing he's also a private eye he's also a private eye but Uh not really as good at keeping a low profile he's a little little loud loud. lou purdue the blogger and reporter oh oh she took a drink (laughs) lou purdue lou purdue the guy with the 26 feet of ranting um he thought he was at, at risk francine and greg who filed a criminal case against Robert figured they were probably on his list. Emod's attorney, David Wiseblood thought he could have been at risk and not to mention Dominic Foppoli, Foppoli, Foppoli. I don't know. He's Italian. Foppoli? I don't know. Foppoli. Foppoli. I don't know. Dominic says back when he and Robert were still partners, he had tried to warn Emod. Like he told him about the issues he was having. But Robert was so good at making people believe he's the one that they had to work with. So all these people got snowed because no one bothered to check. Because he just said, I got this. Yeah. And they're like, this guy's dynamic and great. Wonderful. Damn. So from the articles I read, Robert's family is still living in Napa, his wife and kids. Okay. And the old doll Vineyards is now McVicker Vineyards. And Dominic Fopoli. You know, he seems like such a good guy in this and everything, but eventually he becomes a mayor of a small town in wine country and just got ousted because of five rape allegations for sexual misconduct. Yeah. So I was like, dang it. Okay. Oh my God. So I don't know if they're true, but there's allegations. Anyway, would you like to hear my sources? I would love to hear your sources. How many <laughs> bottles of wine did you read? I know. I had to drink so wine. many bottles of wine. Right. Did not get to try any doll vineyards. Don't mm. know that I would want to. Yeah, because you don't know where it actually came from because he no. just bottled shit and slapped a <laughs> label on it. Yeah. So CBSnews.com, the 48 hours episode, Grapes of Wrath, a tale of money, <laughs> wine, and murder in Napa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. God. And sfgate.com. Ooh. It was very interesting. Yeah, I watched the whole Grapes of Wrath episode. And it, <laughs> it was interesting to see how many people he screwed over. But God. Mm-hmm. What a tool. What a dick. <laughs> yep. Wow. What a douche. But totally. I figured wine country, I had to do a wine one. No, I like it. I think that's good. I mean, you know, we got to do that. I, I was going to look, you know, I'm going on vacation this week. And I was going <gasps> to yes. look and see if there's anything. Yes, near in that where you went. general area, you know, so I could, you know, pose. Yes. You need to pose. So I was too lazy to actually. <laughs> I was like, eh, ta-da! There was a dead person here. Right, exactly. I just felt so bad. I wish I could. I'm going to try to find the 911 call because I think it'd be interesting to hear. Oh, okay. As he's running oh down the Oh, my God, business. right? He's How running. How horrifying. Oh, my God. Jeez. <sighs> Poor Imad. He's only 48 when he died. Oh, that's awful. Son of a bitch. Son I, of a yeah. bitch. Son of a <laughs> fafapoli. A fafapoli. <laughs> <laughs> 
week. Oh my God. Story for the week. So it's mostly about money, but murder yeah, had a role. That always, yeah. Mm-hmm. Money, you know, what are, what are the major players? Sex, money, um, sex Just and money. Those. <laughs> I, I ran it's out like, of that's all I can think of. Money. Anger. Anger. Jealousy. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always follow Seriously. the money. And if that people had just one. looked him up. Oh, my God. Everyone you know? just took him at his word. Yeah. I mean. Wouldn't you do a little could. background checking? I know. Like, I mean, when you're talking gonna, millions. Yeah. I'm going to invest mean, $1.2 Should I? Should I look into this guy? I don't know. Right. Just, you know, just a quick. Yeah. And this was recent. Like, people should know but Oh, yeah. And it's not like it, it out. Wait, it's not like it takes that long at this point. You know, it's not like a person literally has to go and track down their, their past. Like, right. you just type it into a computer. You know, I mean. Easy peasy. I know. I'm wondering if he would have talked his way out of it, though. If someone found something, he'd be like, ah, oh, no, no, no. That happened. I think yeah. someone did mention that they had brought up something and he's like oh that was when i was a teen you know i did some stupid stuff wrote a back check or whatever so mm. he was able to mm. mm-hmm, dissuade people yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah it's, it's so a I little on one too that was super. it is oh distasteful i would like to taste it just to see if it's as distasteful as we think <laughs> probably <laughs> Next time I break open a bottle of wine that isn't good, and I'm like, mm, must mm, be Dahl Vineyards. Must be Roberts. <laughs> Gross. <That's> skunky. <laughs> skunky. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. Be sure to check out Facebook and Instagram and our website and Twitter if you want to see pictures from this. If you want to see, you know, is there a picture of the vineyard? I don't know. Yes, what, what there you- are. I know. There's even oh, there's even pictures of Robert drinking wine with his wife in their their oh lovely barn. In yeah, their lovely. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah we can see what so. this. I want to know what trusting and oozing mm-hmm. confidence, right? Confidence looks like. Very I wonder normal. if you can tell Very in, in photos if you can see the. Do you feel the oozing? If he's oozing? Uh, not really. No, I didn't feel oozy. Is it like when Tyra Banks tells you to smize? Maybe. You know, do you ooze confidence? <laughs> right. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I am not giving you money. That Not on that face. There's no way. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, God. Okay. So anyways, you should check out all of those places so yes. you can see images from this episode and other episodes and see what you've Oh, missed. my gosh. Yeah. Go back and, and listen. And um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And join Patreon. If you, if you join at $5 or above mm-hmm. level, you get all the old mini-sodes that we've recorded, which are amazing there's a ton of them and there's some really good ones in there yeah you get you get season stickers which we're working on yeah that's it's on the list the very long list working on one tonight right but you do get there's bonus there's things you get there's things yes there's things we don't have them all yet but they're coming oh my gosh yes there (laughs) are more things always yes so um please think about supporting us but thank you thank Thank you. you so much Bye, and thanks everybody. to all the new California people I met while down there. Ooh, yeah. They're going to recognize these names. They're going to be yes. like, I almost gave that guy money. Oh, my God. <laughs> I almost invested my $5. Oh. oh, don't do it. Oh, God. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. To see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM Podcast. 
or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash podcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 